Well, if you were asked about crime in your neighbourhood, would you say it's gone up, stayed the same, gone down? That was one of the questions in a new poll. It was put out by Research Co. And it looked at exactly that. Is crime getting worse in your neighbourhood? And joining us to talk a little bit more about the results is the president of Research Co., Mario Canseco. Mario, great to have you back on the show. Great to be here, Jill. Thank you. Uh, What exactly did you ask people when it comes to crime? Well, we wanted to take a look at two specific things. One of it is a perception. So do you think things are getting worse, getting better, staying around the same? But we also wanted to get some data on whether they've actually faced something that they have to report to the cops. So there's definitely two things that are different here. One is how you feel about things. One is what you have actually experienced over the past four years. And we do see that there's a little bit of a difference between the two. And so what did you find then as far as the results and other, and I suppose it's different, not that people would know the actual crime stats for all of the crimes, but for the perception of perhaps crime in their neighborhood? Well, we do see that there's almost two out of five BC residents, 38% who say that the level of criminal activity in their community has increased in the past four years. Um, we have 41% of women who feel this way, 44% of those age 55 and over. There's a little bit of a difference in regional uh, issues. It's 47% in the Okanagan and the north, 46% in the island, but it drops to 36% in the lower mainland. Now, what's interesting about lower mainland is if you live in Vancouver, in the North Shore, in Burnaby, you're more likely to believe that things are getting better. If you live in Surrey, you're more likely to believe that things are getting worse. Hmm, Which isn't a huge surprise that those would be the results. No, no. I think, you know, what is interesting is looking into it as a, that's an issue that is definitely regionally based. It's not a situation where you can look at Metro Vancouver as a whole and say everybody's facing the same difficulties here. It's not as, as encompassing a, an issue as, for instance, housing, which we see that it's, it's definitely one of the top issues in the entire Metro Vancouver area. Uh, but crime definitely is different. I think there are specific areas, particularly Surrey, and also certain areas in the Okanagan and the north, where the residents are saying things are not as great as they used to be. And it also asked people uh, what, uh, the, where they place the blame uh, for the current situation. What, what did you find there? Well, what was really fascinating looking into the data is we do have two issues that go hand in hand and that are mostly to blame for the current situation when it comes to crime. Uh, the number one issue for residents is um, addiction and mental health issues at 51%. So more than half of us are saying this has a lot to do with addiction and mental health issues. The number two issue is gangs and the illegal drug trade at 40%. So we don't have a lot of people who are blaming uh, situations related to the economy or unemployment or lack of uh, resources to combat crime or immigrants and minorities. Most of the blame is actually being placed on these two things that go hand in hand, addiction and the illegal drug trade. It also found, uh, and I guess not a huge percentage, but was it 36% uh, saying that it's an inadequate court system? Yes, it's the third thing that we have here ranked. Um, it's definitely an issue that is affecting a lot of people. More than one third of residents are saying this has, is definitely part of the situation. And I think it has a lot to do with reports related to uh, maybe the system being too lenient on first time a, a, a criminals or a scenario in which uh, it takes forever for the court cases to, to actually go through this, the system. So there's definitely something there that, that we can think about. You know, we are Uh, just a few months from legalizing marijuana, will that have an effect on the way people feel about crime when it comes to illegal drugs? Um, We'll have to wait and see, but it's it's definitely difficult for those who will be campaigning for the municipal races. You know, we will have legal marijuana for three days before we head to the polls, so it's going to be tough to 
try to figure out whether that has an effect or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about, um, and you mentioned too, a difference between uh, men and women. Yes, there is a big gender gap. You know, we do see that there's more women who believe that they could become a victim of a crime in their community, certainly more than men. Uh, it's a situation that also is uh, higher for millennials. And it's, it's interesting to look at it as a, as a generational issue. Millennials are more likely to fear becoming victims, which is you know, kind of normal. They are younger. They are out there more long, for, 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 for more time, you know, maybe going out at night. Uh, Generation X is more likely to actually have faced crime and had to report it to the police uh, more than than those over the age of 55. So it's one of those issues where all generations agree, but for different reasons. Millennials are more fearful. Uh, Baby boomers believe that the situation is getting worse. And Generation X has actually called the cops. (laughs) And did did it go into anything like the type of crime? Whereas I was thinking about this, and if someone asked me, I would say anecdotally, it looks as though there have been more car break-ins in my neighborhood. So I would say, yes, crime has increased when looking at that particular type of crime. I don't know about other crimes, but did it go into the type at all? Yeah, the number one thing that they reported was actually car breakings, and it's it's definitely devastating. It's not a situation that you like to face. It's the number one thing that most people would call uh, the a, a police for, and it's it's definitely connected with the thing that uh, that many residents see as the number one issue: addiction and mental health. Somebody breaking a window, trying to get some coins, trying to get something that they can sell. Um, it's not something that has uh, that has happened a lot over the past few years, and this is one of the things that we're getting, particularly from the over 55. You know, they are talking about a city or a community where they live within British Columbia, where this kind of thing didn't happen 10 or 15 years ago. Mm, and that's the one too. Uh, um, that did it break it out uh, as well the, with the um, being a victim of a crime. Um, I mean, it is quite different if you're talking about being the victim of an assault or a car break in. Uh, but did it, did the survey break out kind of the different types of crime in that when when somebody had actually it wasn't just a perception, but somebody actually had been a victim? Yes. Uh, what is interesting about that one is uh, we do see that one of the complaints that we get the most from this is not having the, the resources in the court system to, to get this through. I mean, I think there's a, a certain sense of, of defeat when you have a situation where somebody breaks into your car and it's very difficult. You have to report it, but it's very difficult to find anybody who's actually responsible for it. Um, but when it comes to, to, to more serious offenses, uh, what we see from residents is a lot of them saying, it takes forever to get this done. I want justice and I'm still waiting, or it took a couple of years to get my, to, to get my day in court. And, um, I think this is one of the reasons for uh, the, the notion of an inadequate court system to be number three on, on the list of who's to blame for this, particularly from those who are facing higher, you know, something that is definitely more uh, complex and, and difficult to deal with than, than somebody breaking a window in a car. And interesting, and you touched on this as well, and uh, I suppose it's it's reassuring, or police would like the fact that the lowest-ranked factors uh, were insufficient policing or lack of resources to combat crime. The thing with this one, you know, you do see it at 19 percent across British Columbia. You look at a place like Surrey and it it just balloons. It's almost at 60 percent. And they've had so many discussions in Surrey about having their own police force. It's going to be a major issue in the next municipal campaign. So this one, again, depends on where you are. I don't think if you're in a place that is definitely policed in a much better way, you feel that this is the case. But if you're in Surrey and you feel that the RCMP is really serving you well and you want to have a specific police force, um, then you're more likely to say that that, that you want change. Um, Surrey is now the, the largest municipality in the country that doesn't have its own police force. 
Mm-hmm, you're right, and that will be uh, an issue, uh, certainly something uh, that uh, will be talked about uh, a lot leading up to the civic election. Uh, Mario, thanks so much for this. Uh, always interesting to chat with you, and I'm sure we will uh, also leading up to the election, but thanks so much for being with us. Definitely. Thank you, Jeff. All right, that is uh, Mario Canseco. He is the president of Research Co. And that particular poll put out by Research Co. based on an online study...